You're listening to Monster of the Week with Timothy from ProDM, and this week we are joined by a very special guest. That's right, we have Dungeon Master, Game Designer, and Wizard with a Gun, Lex Olden. Uh, say hi to the people, Lex. Hi, hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming and joining this very silly podcast. Lex, I have to ask you, we've been Twitter Mutuals for a little while now, mm-hmm. and I, I have always been curious where the name Wizard with a Gun came from. What is the origin of this appellation you have applied is that is that in reference to you or is that is there a deeper story so was it with a gun happened in pathfinder first edition there was okay this, there was a archetypal wizard that i always thought was really funny the subclass was what if you were a wizard with a gun <laughs> like, and that was it. A gun? it was literally just wizard with a gun and the whole thing was when you fire your gun if your gun's magic you get bonuses to your spells based on how magic your gun is but you're saying gun like it's not like not like a wand thing nope, where it's like we're kind of making it it's like, <laughs> it's like a firearm it's a firearm it's fully just a gun and i always thought that was really funny and that's then, very funny and then i made the same subclass for 5th edition i can't remember what the hell i called it but you know it's right. it's a wizard with a gun I mean, really, Wizard with a Gun really is the only name, yeah, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that works. What, what are they called? They're, like, Spellslingers, I think, is their name? Spellslingers? Okay, because, like, yeah, Wandslinger is a thing in, like, Eberron, but I, I love that it's, like, do the do the wizards, wizard spells, like, enhance the firearm, or it's, is it just it's the firearm, a wizard, and completely separately you have a gun? Like The firearm <laughs> enhances the spells if the spells are either a ray or a line. That, those are original okay. rules. So, you know, if you do... um. <laughs> lightning bolt yeah but it's a straight line you can fire a bullet yeah. in the straight line i see i see <laughs> and so it's so simple yeah if it's scorching ray then you, you know right fan the hammer scorching ray you get yeah, bonuses the six gun yeah uh-huh that's marvelous great well now i know the story i just sort of assumed it was a joke but no it's a real thing it's a real you thing you too it was really pathfinder then i made it for fifth edition and i've always found it really funny that's great yeah <laughs> Uh, well, unfortunately, we are not going to talk about wizards or guns today. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, a shame. Uh, we are talking about the Hellhound. You can find the Hellhound on page 182 of the 5th edition Monster Manual. The Hellhound, for those of you who can't put it together from the name, is a hound from hell. It's an infernal hound that breathes fire. Um, they are presented in 5th edition as fiends, so they are, but they sort of take the form of like big black evil fire breathing hounds the lore here doesn't really give much origin but they are described as being both lawful and evil because fifth edition still loves its axiomatic alignments which i'm sure we'll talk about but they describe them as being like they're lawful so they can follow orders but the only order they'll follow is to murder and it's like very (sighs) okay (laughs) it's very much but that's kind of the fifth edition hellhound i wanted to ask you lex as our guest you're the one who's chosen this this pupper, this hateful pupper. Why why the hellhound? What what was it about the hellhound that drew you in? One, I don't know why, but mythological dog creatures are always interesting to me for whatever reason. Great. In real life, uh, I'm not even that much of a dog person. Like I like dogs, obviously. I'd rather my friends have dogs that I visit sometimes. Right. Than yeah, I, you're like a dog uncle. I yeah. like being dog uh-huh. uncles. Yeah. 
Love that. Okay. <laughs> Every version of a mythological creature that is a dog is always intriguing. Cerberus, cool dude. Just, just, just right. like a dog hanging out, garden hell, having a good time. Famously a cool dude. Famously Cerberus. a cool yeah. dude. Um, Orthrus, who's Cerberus minus one. Uh, oh, I don't think I know. Yeah, Orthrus is a two-headed was... dog. Um, oh, okay. Then, the, you know, of course, the hellhounds, like we've been talking about. Right. But there's, like, so yeah. many other mythical dogs because humanity loves dogs and fears right. dogs. So we always come <laughs> yeah. up with interesting dog stuff. That's great. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the 5th edition hellhound, it has many iterations, but in 5e, it is a CR3 medium fiend, like we said. It is, quote, lawful evil, end quote. <laughs> it's uh, got a 50-foot move speed. Um, it has high strength, average dex, con, and wisdom, poor intelligence and charisma, but importantly, it is not a beast in the sense that it has one or two charisma. It is a sentient creature. Um, trained in perception, it's immune to fire, dark vision. It understands infernal, but it can't speak it, which is interesting. It's got keen hearing and smell and pack tactics, kind of classic dog powers you'll find in 5e, as well as a bite attack that does a little bit of fire damage. And then, of course, it has the recharge 5-6 breath weapon, 466 a save for half. So kind of a simple monster. Not a lot of complication here, but that doesn't mean there isn't lots to talk about and a lot of lore to dive into. Speaking of which, we're going to get into that right now. Next, Coming up next, we're going to talk about the history of the Hellhound across all its editions, and maybe Lex will grace us with a little bit of Hellhound lore from the real world. Uh, that's all coming up next. <laughs> So the Hellhound does appear in first edition, in the first edition Monster Manual, all the way back in the Halcyon days. Although very little description is actually given about it. They they do note that they're very sneaky, which is interesting, and something that would be interesting to see in the dog. But they also make a point that they have, like, really good sight. Like, they're good at detecting invisible yes, creatures. that doesn't Isn't come that, up in fifth edition at all. No, and it's like, I guess that seems strange to me for a dog. Like, why wouldn't they have good sense of smell and hearing? Like, dogs don't have bad sight, right. but they're not, like, known for their sight. But yeah, in, uh, in old editions, they made them known for being really good at hunting. Right. And in fifth edition, they're dogs that breathe fire. Um, they're dogs that breathe, and that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. it. <laughs> they have keen hearing and smell, but again, like, the, the notion of like, give them true sight, mm-hmm. if you want to have them be these, like, ultimate watchdogs, which I think is what they're implying in older versions. Yeah. Second edition talks about, they're a lot more about their ecology, and they do make a specific mention of, like, their puppies that specifically, adorably burp fire, like, once per day, uh-huh. which I just, the image of that is very endearing. It's hard for me to reconcile, like, these are... Like always, these evil monsters, but they have these cute puppies that right. like burp fire. I'm like, how can you? You can't have both of those things can't living next to each other. Yeah, absolutely not. They also make a weird point in second edition about how most forest fires in the material plane are like apparently the fault of hellhounds, uh, which feels like they, a weird. They establish that hellhounds are like an invasive species on the material plane. Oh, Be- interesting. Maybe I missed that because cool. like fiends brought them over to do their bidding, right. but then just left them there. So they do yeah. <laughs> exist and breed naturally on the material plane now and just cause right. problems wherever we find them. Yeah, they're like they're like a hellish dingo, right? It's right. like we brought these things here and now they've run wild and we yeah, can't control them exactly. anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I do like that. That does feel like a weird, like, uh, Asmodeus is like climate change dodge. He's like, no, no, no. Hellhounds are what's causing all these fires in California. No, 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 no. Hold on. Uh, 
Great. Then, they, again, they show up in 3.5, and they more specifically associate them in 3.5 with Acheron, um, the, the, the sort of plane of battle. Mm-hmm. And they do make a point of having two versions of the Hellhound in 3.5. There's the Nessian Hellhound, which is like a stronger variant and favored by the various dukes and duchesses of Hell. It's not a huge change. Like, it goes from a CR3 to a CR9, but, like, you know, it's a cool yeah. idea. It keeps them more relevant at higher levels. I think in 3rd edition there were three versions of them. There's the default Hellhounds. Um, right. I f- don't remember... Who- some demon like lord was known for making these where he read like specifically hellhounds in like the frozen region of hell or whatever oh god yeah what is the name of the i boy my brain is like fried but the the cold layer right the eighth Uh, layer yeah i know because i know so akron you mentioned i know that is based on one of the five rivers of underworld in greek mythology yes it is, yes. Um, river of uh-huh. Cain, I think. I think that's right. I think Ake, it's the River of Acheron, Cain. I think yeah. that's where we got the word Acheron. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I think uh-huh. the frozen place would be Kokaitis? Me. It's something like yeah, to that. Yeah, totally Greek be mythology. right. It's not like I love Greek mythology and I know it for sure. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pick the evil dog, right? I didn't yeah. do that. Uh, uh-uh. The underworld dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> going back to the whole invasive species thing, some giants right. bred hellhounds. Yeah. So there's sure. like some big, angry giant bred hellhounds that kick ass, I guess. I right. don't know what they're called, but they're there They somewhere. reference them in 4E, though I don't know if it's the same name. In 4E, mm. they're called Firebred Hellhounds. That sounds correct. So, like, yeah. That could make me, if they were in 3.5, I missed them. I, I might like, have the I wrong did edition. a very casual scan as well, so, like, yeah. I might not have done the lore diving yeah, I needed I, to do. I've only played 3 and 5, so... Oh, okay. Four, yeah, you skipped 4. Sure, four sure, sure. 4 is, yeah. is a blurry section of lore for me i feel like that's true for a lot of people definitely <laughs> yeah that's interesting i didn't know that the idea of a cold hellhound is mm. interesting because it's like still in hell it still counts it right. doesn't need to be fire right but it feels very like antithetical to the whole concept because like they're just so defined by the fire mm-hmm. um, i imagine they have cold breath then right probably like, opposed to i don't know i see yeah <laughs> that's weird <laughs> it'd be weird if they still had fire breath at yeah the cold level, although i bet more useful yeah, okay, great. So then, like we were saying, in 4th edition, they're created by primordials instead of by fiends, because 4th edition did a bunch of weird rewriting right. of all their lore, which we can agree or disagree about. Mm-hmm. Um, they do make an explicit fire giant connection, and they use the firebred hellhound, also mm-hmm. at a higher like level. Um, they had like an aura, which I thought was oh, cool, which is getting too close to them damages you more. Nice. And they also had a power where they could like kind of explode outward and damage everyone around them, uh, which is neat. The art is really cool, too, where, like, the 5e Hellhound has all the fire kind of internally. Mm -hmm. The 4e1 is just literally on fire the whole time, which looks pretty metal and cool. But then, yeah, that brings us to 5e. There there hasn't been tons to say about them in the various editions, Mm -hmm. but I was curious, Lex, if you had any lore to drop on us about the origin of the Hellhound in our real mythology. In most mythologies, there's some kind of dog monster right. or like yes. deity or something and so mm-hmm. i've always just found it really interesting um and what i can tell the origin of the hellhound is cerberus like we were talking about really okay um, i didn't know that as far as i can tell um might right. be wrong i don't know i'm not a <laughs> I'm not a dog <laughs> that's historian. totally the spirit of this show <laughs> i think this is right i'm not gonna check yeah <laughs> But I just always find it interesting because there's so many mythological dogs. Mm, mm-hmm. So, like, and there's a bunch of them that I would love to see in D&D, like, done in different ways. Right. Um, yeah. Like, the like the lawful good counterpart to Hellhounds that shows up in some stuff. Called, oh, yeah. Called a Church Grim. I have never heard of so that. So, Church Grims are, they're still, like, 
pitch black spooky dogs that like ter- are right. terrifying but yes. they live on church grounds guarding graves okay oh because i've heard of a grim but mm-hmm. i always thought the grim was kind of like an ill omen and like sort of a dark yeah thing so, to the, see. so the church grim pulls up whenever grave robbers are like we're are gonna steal something this Whoa. huge dog just like no dude these are yeah. these were good people get out yeah this is my territory yeah yeah uh-huh. i protect them that's great i had never i'd never heard of that that's an interesting idea too to say that like is what's the celestial right. version right the like the opposite mm-hmm. that's cool i dig that there's also a thing with through different mythologies where like a bunch of them have a hellhound and a lot mm. of them just are like the singular named hellhound instead of just like a breed of dog right. yeah it's not like a species it's yeah. like a character right so, yeah that also, makes sense a lot of them still have names I would love to just give my dog. I think it's in Catalan. There's one just named Dip. <laughs> Wait, what? It's Dip? Dip. Amazing. Uh, found him. Dip, an emissary of the devil who sucks people's blood. <laughs> the valley between how cool it is and how <laughs> stupid that name is, right? That, like, it's an emissary of the devil named Dip. It's, yeah. It's my boy, Marvelous. Dip. <laughs> It's such a good dog name, too, because it both has a cool mythological background, but it's also, like, the kind of goofy nickname you would oh, give a dog. I've like, absolutely it's, named it's my dog dip. that, yeah. 100%. That's great, yeah. Uh, great. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the history, both in the real world and in the game of the Hellhound. When we come back, we're going to talk about the things we like about the 5th edition Hellhound. And, you know, maybe there won't be that many. Maybe we'll talk about some things we can improve. That'll be a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, in just one sec. So, all right, let's 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 compare notes here, Lex. I have three things that I like about yeah. the 5th edition Hellhound, or just the Hellhound in general, and then we can kind of compare notes. But I want to start with you. What is your first nice thing to say about 5e's Hellhound? In general, low-CR creatures have really boring mechanics in 5th edition, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Like, like, let's talk. Let's let's be nice. And the first thing Lex says is like, it's boring. I don't like it. I'm just saying, in general, anything this low CR, you're 100 correct. Has, yes. has boring mechanics. Yes, very so boring. Uh-huh. There's nothing. There's not gonna be anything absolutely wild in here. 100. Um, percent This is just, the big challenge. Just to clarify. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is really cool that it has a damage immunity this low because a lot of things yeah. aren't immune until like until you're fighting That's like interesting. demons. They're like demons, I didn't think like about that. Big boy right. demons or whatever. <laughs> right, the Baylor. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of like like undead and stuff have like those immunities and, we, and and stuff, but like right. just a normal dog normally doesn't have an immunity. I don't think at this level. Right. Yeah. And it's also to fire, which is mm-hmm. a, a pretty common a really, form of attack. Really right? That's going to shut down your wizard, your sorcerer for sure. The right. Like yeah. general gist of damage types in five E is that. Fire does the most damage, but everything resists it. Mm. So, oh, that's interesting. I never put that together. That fire has like you're right. Yeah, same thing. Poison damage too. Poison usually has really high damage, but everything resists it. Right, because everything resists it. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't list that as one of mine. That's a, that's a really smart like mechanical note that at CR three it's already yeah, immune and to fire. The idea of having it be immune to fire means you can do really intimidating stuff of like having it come swimming out of lava. I don't know. Oh, ooh. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, that's so and like thinking about that in terms of tactics. It's mm-hmm. Like if you have this immunity to fire, how can we exploit this right. to make this extra scary or extra like advantageous? Mm-hmm. That's really smart. And that actually kind of pairs a little bit with one of mine is that I like the idea of them being a monster that is almost kind of explicitly implied to be paired with other monsters. Yeah. 
right? It's like low CR and like having, you could have a hellhound on its own theoretically, mm-hmm. but there's like this kind of implicit suggestion that like usually it is a guard or it right. is a pet or it is someone attached to another creature. And it begs you to ask this question of like, well, okay, who would have this? Mm-hmm. Is this a fiend? Is this a fire giant? Is this a pyromancer? Is this someone's right? little pet? Is this just a pet? Yeah. <laughs> right, just somebody's cute little pupper dog. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, the obvious answers are these big villains, right. but you could totally go a different direction with that, too. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think that's a good point in its favor, is that it is a almost a companion monster, mm-hmm. and that inherently suggests certain kinds of encounters, whether that's swimming up out of the lava, you know, like a badass, or whether that's, you know, being the forward advance for, or, like, the guards for a pyromancer who can drop big fire spells and not worry that their minions right. are going to get hit by them, right? Like, that's really, really smart. Do you got to another uh i like breath weapons um yeah who doesn't like a breath weapon um yeah and since they breathe fire and they're immune to fire they can just like not hurt each other doing it one of the things was researching like the description in past editions one of it explicitly mentioned like the way they hunt their two biggest ones breathing fire to corral stuff around the other ones or something right kind of like lions right right like lead some the prey into another group of them right but, mm-hmm. but then you imagine lions with fire breath right, able right. To, like, cut yeah, off yeah. escapes and stuff that's really fucking cool yeah, yeah i love that yeah i had the breath weapon as one of mine too i think that like i love the i always love to see a recharge mechanic mm-hmm. that's a fourth edition thing and i think it's just a nice elegant way to do that and again especially because they are meant to kind of be used in either in groups or with other monsters like you can get some really nasty like cross breath situations right where you can get pcs like unlucky characters can get caught in two oh yeah yeah. right like and that could especially if you're like a fighter with bad decks that could be really devastating (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) great great yeah that was one of mine too i had one more um do you got one more for me lex Ooh, let's see i've always liked it when they imply you know like creatures that can't speak still understand language yeah it implies they're smart enough to learn other languages too right um, right which also means like if you're a, a dm who's not afraid of anything you just give them a pet dog <laughs> yeah. right yeah absolutely anything they become a companion for your players is always cool in my book that's fair it, yeah it does always run the risk of you know giving them a free companion hellhound is ideally positioned for that mm-hmm. and like i think i think the point you bring up about the languages is really smart too that like you know, you, we can talk about its origin, which mm-hmm. is one of my my negatives. But like the the conceit of it saying that this is an intelligent creature, but it is kind of limited in how it can mm-hmm. communicate, I think does also imply some interesting story beats that like you could reason with a hellhound, potentially, assuming yeah. you can communicate with it, right? Like it's only six intelligence, but it is that's definitely far and above you know a lot of of animals that you can basically yeah. have a relationship. Yeah, listen, with. I've so, had like, dogs with six intelligence before. Like, <laughs> Right, I, yeah. All you need is like some jerky and they're your buddy now. Like, <laughs> there fine. you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, playing off of that, my, my last one was just I like that it does have a couple of the classic like dog abilities. Right. Good to see yeah. Keen smell. Good to see Pack Tactics. I like the little bit of fire on the bite. Um, I, I wouldn't hate the like wolf thing of like pulling you to the ground. Mm. That feels like a nice, you know, just a couple of little details like that. But like it, they do feel like they would play like canine. Sometimes you'll see that where it's like they'll design a monster. I think the death dog is this way mm. where it doesn't have any of that stuff and it's like it's literally has dog in the name like <laughs> why doesn't it do the dog stuff like where are the dog powers why, you know wh- what i mean what the dog doing <laughs> yeah what is the dog up to come on like i get i get that it's a cool scary two-headed dog but yeah so like i, I like that it feels like it suggests how you should run them like they have the fire breath yes but mm. give a, it means give them a group give them a pack have them charge in yeah. 
you know, bite people, pull them to the ground, like that kind of stuff. Like they, they feel very canine. I like when you can see the inherent strategy of a monster. Yes. But like in its ability. Yes. Like it's cool. That's that's so key, I think, because like you can put all that stuff in the lore, but like if you're a dungeon master, I don't know about you, but like my ADD brain is not gonna like <laughs> go through the like, oh hmm, what should I I just like look at the stats. I'm like, mm -hmm. what is what can it do? What are its cool powers? Yeah. And if I see things like that, then I then I immediately start to formulate a combat in my head as opposed to trying to like read a sidebar or something like totally that. totally valid yeah yeah <laughs> right that's what i mean like i'm sure there's good lore or whatever over there but i'm just looking at that usually what happens is i come up with an idea that i don't know if it's in the lore then i go hunting hoping oh, sure. hoping it's there for yeah somewhere i need a fire bird or yeah whatever. it's like yeah. oh uh -huh. i really hope there's right. like an angel that like rides a big <laughs> lion and there was one. The thing is, <laughs> chances are good <laughs> you're gonna find one. Yeah, uh huh. Or at least an angel and a big lion that you can yeah. stand together, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Great. Well, those are the positives that I had. Unless you had any more, Lex. I think it uh, might be time well, for everyone's I think favorite that's section. It. Great. <laughs> okay, cool. When we come back, we're gonna talk about ways that we can improve the fifth edition Hellhound. I know I have some, and I'm looking at Lex's face. Lex has some, too. I have yeah, thoughts. definitely. <laughs> Great. Beautiful. That's coming up. Lex, what would you say is the first thing? If you can only make one change to the Hellhound, what would your top one be? First, uh, higher CR so we can put more stuff in it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. More stuff. I... You're not wrong. Do you think it has to have higher CR for cooler powers? Or do you think that's a sometimes, conscious decision which it's just making? Sometimes. Because it could still do, we were talking before how it mentioned like how good of a hunter they are. Right. You could shove that in there without the CR changing. Like it was described as like mostly being able to see invisible creatures. Just give it, give it true sight. Give it fucking true, true sight. Or blind sight or whatever. Yeah, like whatever smell. is the appropriate. I don't know. Like, Ooh, know. that's cool. <laughs> I like true smell. That's a fun idea, right? Like just an enhanced version of Keen. Because again, that's in the history as well. Yeah. And it would make them a much more interesting like guard dog monster. Yeah, yeah right? Sure. I love that. Okay. So in general though, improve CR. You want a higher CR. Yeah, I, wanna, I want this dog to yeah. kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Step on me, doggy. Yeah, uh -huh. I understand. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I mean, do you think it would work to have uh, like another hellhound in addition to this one? Or do you want the base hellhound to just be more powerful? I think we could have more hellhounds. The idea of a hellhound for each of the five rivers of Greek mythology. Oh. You could have one for each. Yeah. One that, get, that can get really weird really quick. Um, right. Because Lethe's like the memory yeah. one, right? I don't know what you do for a that, memory What is that about? The, like maybe the breath weapon. I don't know what the hell a memory breath <laughs> weapon would do. Uncharted territory. Yeah. No, I love that. But like, like, or even say the nine levels, yeah, right? Because sure, there's all these yeah. different themes. Yeah, whichever one the you want to do. Gets yeah, bigger every great. time. <laughs> yeah, more and more hellhounds. Just more right. dog. Um, I think that's great. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, I think, I think, and this is the thing is they've hinted at this before, but I, they never want to go all the way. Mm -hmm. It's like just do something crazy and wild with it. You know, right. like, I, I would love to see some hellhounds from these other you, rivers or other give levels. Give me of a CR thirteen named hellhound that absolutely holds oh. me. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't put this one on one of my improvements, but having this conversation with you makes me think, like, where is our three-headed hellhound? Right? Like, isn't, like, isn't that just a shoe-in? Like, I know like, Cerberus is a monster in in D&D, &D, but... Really? It's somewhere. I don't I've think seen I it. That. <laughs> it's somewhere. I know he's out there he's somewhere. There. Yeah. But, like, 
I don't care. Give me yeah. just, get, just call them all hellhounds. Give me a three-headed one. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Give me whatever the ninth level is. Is the one that has three heads yeah. and a fucking dragon tail. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know. Hell yeah. Like, let's let's go nuts. Um, That's fair. Also, they introduced. I don't know which edition this was from, but there was an idea for mm-hmm. these that I thought was rad. And I want fifth edition called Canamorphs. Great. A can- what the hell is a canamorph? A canamorph? You kicked my ass on this research. I don't know any of this Canamorph shit. is, it can be any magic dog thing, by the way, not just hellhounds. So shadow mastiff, yeth hounds, whatever. A canamorph is that dog, for whatever reason, like reaches a new tier of power and becomes like a werewolf of that dog. Okay. So yeah, canamorph- it's like a new, my final form yeah. kind of a thing. So the hellhounds yeah, suddenly okay. can do get a humanoid form, and that's just a guy. Just like a human or like a like Humanoid, a hybrid, you know, form. like it could be like you know, look like a half orc sure. or whatever, or like a Goliath. Oh, okay. But like, wild. I want that in fifth edition, and <laughs> I don't care if it's overpowered. I want to play that in fifth edition. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. You want this as a player? I'm option. just saying it's cool. This is as a player. It's cool. It is cool. That's very cool. I would love. I mean, how different too. is that from a druid, right? Like letting you basically shape between the two. Like, I, I give me the hellhound cool. druid what, wizards. You cowards! <laughs> you cowards! <laughs> yeah. So that would be rad. I would love <laughs> to fight that. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, a werewolf, that. but on fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a cool like way to up the encounter halfway through. Mm-hmm. That's great. One of the ones I had is kind of more of a conceptual one. Is that like Five E doesn't give you practically any lore. Right. They're just like hellhounds exist. They just do, and they're kind of mean. They're just mean. Yep. I'm like I don't like I push back sometimes on the idea of like every monster needs to have a specific origin. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't understand the motivation of a hellhound. I don't know like the kinds of stories I would tell right. beyond just it's a dog that's mean. It's like I I need to know a little more about where they fit in the ecology of the mm-hmm. world. Like there's just nothing here yeah. that isn't you know either again axiomatically like they're inherently evil like it, it does and like the alignment discussion is something that i'm, I'm a little weird on because like mm-hmm. i do think there are some monsters like fiends i think are like one of the few examples right. where like the purpose of this monster is that it is supernaturally evil right, right. like i'm fine then, with that existing to a point but like to a point if you're making point. the hellhound that but right. also a dog right why the puppies, right? Like, you can't, yeah. those, this is just like what we said. It's like, you're going to look at this dog, and inevitably, you're like, oh, look, it's a cute, I, I have a dog in my life, or I know a dog, yeah. and now I have to murder I've met it. a dog once right. or twice. <laughs> <laughs> and they seemed fine. They didn't seem evil, right? Yeah, and, and exactly, that. that's a huge point, is that, like, you can say, look, it's a spined devil. And I've, I've ne- I have no association with spine. I don't have spine. spine. It's like a weird, friends. <laughs> it's a weird spiky looking motherfucker. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not like out there in my life being like, oh boy, I really don't know if I should kill this spine's devil. Like probably the spine devil can be evil and, and it's fine. No one's going to be, you know, have their heart broken. But like, it's evil dog? I don't know. Like, yeah, no, when, when you pull up to a demon and his name is like the one-eyed purple baby eater or whatever, like, right. you know, he's a bad guy. But when it's just yeah. a dog. Just a dog. It gets a lot murkier, for sure. And, like, again, you can have antagonistic how, how Of course you can. But, like, yeah. yeah. So so I think with no lore and to just say they're evil, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty lazy, right? I, I had I had an idea of a way we could approach it. We'll save that for improvements. Um, do you have any other negatives? What else you got for me, Eli? So one thing I also like with a lot of monsters is, especially when they establish that, like, someone breeds these and just, like, 
lives with them. Right. You could talk about, like, their uses outside of being a hunting dog. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Like, yeah. the fact they breathe fire, that'd be great for a blacksmith, my guy. Oh, yeah, for, like, smelting? Yeah, I love, I love this yeah. smelting hellhound who, like, I don't know, right. breathes molten metal or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Just do whatever. It's a fire dog. There's so many more things you can do. Yeah, it's a very Pokemon viewpoint of, like, if we had a society that had fire dogs, you know, yeah. what would we use them for? Yeah, exactly, and, like, exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the energy of just, like, come on, man, help me out here. Yeah, that's very funny. I love that, though. I think that's really insightful is that, you know, again, that's a lore quibble where it's, like, they're, they're just presented as being killing machines. Mm-hmm. And they literally say that. They, they can't do anything else right. with murder. And I'm like, horse shit. Yes, they can. They're, like, they're dogs. They're innate, right, like, right. the first thing I saw was they're creatures of law. I'm like, okay, just law? Cool. They love right. killing, though. I'm like, that. <laughs> <laughs> so not just, just law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to make them creatures of just law, that already expands them so much. Right. Because that means they'd find use outside of hell. <laughs> right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. If all they can do is do this, like, you're you're actually limiting adventures by saying yeah. that, right? Because now you can't have a story about a lost hellhound puppy, or you can't have a story about a blacksmith mm-hmm. whose hellhound is getting old, and, like, what am I going to do when she passes, exactly. right? Like, all of these, you like know what that, I'm saying? That's like, a really like, sad story you, uh, you just gave me. <laughs> I, I immediately have to do that. But it's just more engaging, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... Like, yeah, so that I that's a huge, huge negative. I think it's just a, to, and that's kind of in the alignment thing, but specifically to say because you can be evil and not be a murderer. Uh-huh. Like that's you know those two <laughs> things aren't the same. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. One of the ones I had was more mechanical, and mm-hmm. it's it they 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 spend like a paragraph in the lore talking about how when they die they explode, and then they don't, and then they do don't that. have a death. There's no death. They don't burst. do that. It's like you don't have to do it if you don't want, but maybe you don't talk about it then. Don't, it's weird to don't like. Don't tell me they explode and then have them not explode. Not explode, <laughs> and like you have death burst exists. Other monsters explode, mm-hmm. so you could just put the death burst here, and like it's a way to give them a little bit more fun, and not it wouldn't really unbalance the CR too much. Right. I feel like because it only happens once at the very end and it's usually kind of the end of the combat mm-hmm. so like or just have that, oh it's or more have like that a surprise versus variant i don't know right or variant yeah exactly yeah. if you and like i can understand not wanting to see a dog explode that's totally fair, fair enough fair enough <laughs> i'm not a but fan like, of exploding dogs personally <laughs> i just want to go on record just, just on record i want my statement to be very clear about this <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's weird to talk about it so much and to describe it in vivid detail mm-hmm. and then it's nowhere represent it's like it feels like the the lore staff and the mechanic staff like missed a meeting somewhere yeah where they were like hey should we do a death burst power i got one more if you've got one though i'd love to hear it I mean, one thing I am seeing, which goes to what we're talking about, if you, when you look at the mechanics and you think, of, like, you immediately go, this is this monster strategy. Yeah, It yeah, explicitly yeah. says it'll only attack anything that it thinks is edible. That is explicitly okay. in the description, right? That right. Also says it'll run from anything that it finds too dangerous. Because the stats, like, have it have decent intelligence, but that sounds more intelligent, you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. That, like, it's able to judge. Right. The description sounds smarter than they have them stat-wise. Right. Having them be at six intelligence is kind of weird because they're not intelligent enough to like they're they're less intelligent than an average person, right? right? Like if you're assuming that an average like humanoid or whatever is ten, mm-hmm. then they're substantially less intelligent than that. Even if you're using standard array, they're they're le- they're less intelligent than like the the least intelligent human. Yeah, but they're far more intelligent than a dog, right? And so it's like which is like one or two. It's like where what does that mean, right? Yeah. Like it's hard to role play that because you don't understand their level like, of intelligence. Am I, am I supposed to so assume like, go one this way is or like the other. 
yeah. uh, like a fifth grade educated child. Like, like is that how I'm supposed to? Yeah, it just gets weird. Yeah, yeah like, I, I agree. That's very strange. And the minute that you say like this animal is about as smart as a fifth grader, let me kill it. It's like yeah, I don't want to make that comparison. Bad. It's like now it feels way just bad. they're an was, animal it bad or they're a, a person. It already felt bad. Yeah, like I don't like right. <laughs> you don't have to say it's a fifth grader. Yeah. That's somehow worse. It's a fifth grade dog. Right. You decide I what you want to do. Whenever any game, video game, TTRPG makes me kill a dog, feels bad every time. Right. Great. We, so we talked about alignment. We talked about death burst. Uh, I'm trying to think about improvements. The only idea I had for lore mm-hmm. that if you if if you want to keep them as fiends, which like if the conceit is that they're inherently loyal, and we do want them to be fiends, right. fiends, and say that they're evil, mm-hmm. which whatever. What if it's not a true breeding dog? What if it's like this is a punishment Ooh. given to a fiend who like tries to betray their master, right? So it's like if, if yeah. I'm this level of devil and I turn on you, the higher level of devil looks down at me and says, okay, well, you're going to be loyal to me forever, turns you into a hellhound cool. and you serve a certain length of time. And then once that time is over, then you go back to being a quasi mm-hmm. to climb back up the corporate ladder. Because then it's like this was a person who did a bad thing and now they're this evil creature. Yeah. As opposed to saying, hi, this is a true breeding, normal animal that we've just said actually is evil. Right. Or a, a human being, or like a, a person, right, <laughs> who's CR, who's got like intelligence 10 and just hates you for no yeah. reason. Like, they've said, like, everything they've written about the Hellhound just makes it an animal that happens, that just happens to breathe fire. That's it. But also it's a demon now, I guess. Right? Right. Like, because it lives in hell. Yeah, inherently. of course. And like... That's fine, but it's just there's give me some story I can hang my hat mm-hmm. on. If you want to say even saying that they're an invasive species that's cool. is an interesting idea. That, that they were native to hell and they were mm-hmm. brought over and now they're kind of running around and they maybe they're unintentionally destructive right. because they breathe fire and babies burp fire and now mm-hmm. they cause forest fires. There are inherent stories you can tell there. But to just say they're evil, they're mean, they blow up. Yeah. Yeah, did you have any other improvements you wanted to throw in there? I mean, we've talked a lot, so like, oh, yeah. no, no, uh, no shame. I mean, I'm you, really man. hung up on the Canmore thing. Give me that. I want. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. Want, I want fire werewolf. Hand it over. Yeah, that's pretty Give cool. It. And I, I think if you did the thing of like, hey, this is someone imprisoned in the form of a hellhound, mm-hmm. then okay, then turning into a person makes a lot yeah. more sense, right? Like, there's there's lore ways to get to the Canmore mm-hmm. as well if you need. And to. like, yeah, the, and also going back to the idea, if you bring in the Canmore for the hellhound, it exists for every other magic dog. Oh, of course. Yes. Mwah. Right. Perfect. So then you've got your, your church grim, mm-hmm. right? That turns into like an angelic, like, yeah. that's kind of cool. But you've it'd got, have to be like um, that edgy, like clad in black angel, you know? <laughs> Dark angel like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> With the swoopy hair. Like yeah. you hear that guitar riff whenever you see him. Just like, <laughs> Castlevania type shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what are the other dogs? So the Yeth Hound. Yeth Hound, which is like, you know, that... For the listeners that don't know, it's the dog with like the old man's face. Uh, yeah. I don't know why its face is just a man. Who deeply fucked who up? Did that? Yeah, who, very who did frightening. That? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> who did this to this poor dog? Blink um, dog. Blink dog. So <laughs> also, yeah, is the other one. See, see. Teleporting Blink dog. Come on. I, that feels very fey to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's like a, a high elf or a, like a, an Aladrin yeah. thing. Uh, winter, I guess. When, so, so does it count for other wolves? So, like mm. wargs, winter wolves. Does that count I know. too? Because a winter wolf, werewolf sounds pretty that does badass. Sound cool. I just know the lore for Canamorphs was like all the interplanar magic dog things. So, like maybe. Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe. it's interplanar specifically. Yeah. Okay, but listen, yeah, Lex, let's not limit ourselves. Yeah, of course not. We can do whatever the I fuck want we want. Werewolves. Yeah. This is a werewolf <laughs> podcast now. 
that we've just changed. Yeah, Let's we've talk just, about we've werewolves. just morphed into werewolves now. Yeah, exactly. Great. And on that note, I guess maybe we'll have to bring you back to talk about werewolves uh, because that's all the time we have for Hellhounds today. Thank you again, Lex, yeah. for coming and sharing your insights and your your ideas and your like like lore, all the deep lore you knew about Hellhounds that I just did not in my very lazy research that I did. Thank you for doing my job better than I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, if people want to check you out online, where can they find you, Lex? Oh, hey, uh, you can find me at Call Me They on Twitter. Most Thursdays, I am on a stream on twitch.tv slash Atomic Zero. That's where you can find me on Thursdays. We've had some issues with uh, accidental hiatuses. Oh, sure. Yeah, sickness, exploding computers. That was fun. Oof. Good lord. (laughs) Uh, So Twitter, Twitch, anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> okay great I, I thought there was a patreon is there also a oh, patreon yeah, I have a patreon i have that wizard with a gun you mentioned being very good at advertising I'm yourself so, i'm seeing those skills I'm in so action right now <laughs> that's okay trust me i have definitely been there uh yeah but thank you so much for coming on we gotta have you on again hell yeah a huge thank you to lex olden for agreeing to guest on this very silly show And an even huger thank you to you, the listeners, for listening to it. Apologies for the long hiatus we've just come out of. I'm hoping to get back on the horse and start releasing episodes more frequently. Next week, you should hear our next installment in our five-part dragon series covering the Black Dragon and the Copper Dragon. That'll be up next. But until then, thank you so much for listening. Who's a good boy? And as always, happy adventuring. Monster of the Week is a ProDM production. You can follow us on Twitter at ProDMTimothy. You can find Lex Olden at call underscore me underscore they on Twitter or at Wizard with a Gun on Patreon. If you like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Even $1 a month grants you access to the redesigned monsters that we discuss here on the show. You can find us at patreon.com slash ProDM. You can catch those monster redesigned streams Thursdays at 2 p.m. on our YouTube page. The music used in this episode was Rainbow Ride and Waves by Azure Flux, used under an attribution non-commercial share-alike Creative Commons license. Check out their work at azureflux.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.